Hello, and welcome to Follow Your Curiosity, where we explore the ups and downs of the creative process and how to keep it moving. I'm your host, Nancy Norbeck. I am a writer, singer, improv comedy newbie, science fiction geek, and creativity coach who loves helping right-brained folks get unstuck. I am so excited to be coming to you with interviews and coaching calls to show you the depth and breadth both of creative pursuits and creative people, to give you some insight into their experiences, and to inspire you. We all have hopes and dreams, things we imagine for ourselves. For a lot of us, those dreams are a bit transitory. We idly daydream about them and then may forget them altogether. Angela Ferreri, my guest today, takes those dreams and helps others put them on canvas so they're sources of inspiration rather than fly-by-night fantasies. Angela's vision board workshops grew out of her own experience using journaling and images to reach her goals. We talk about that initial process, how she came to work primarily with businesswomen and what that looks like, how images connect with us on an intuitive level, and if you want to give it a try, she shares the process so we can make our own vision boards. I hope you'll enjoy my conversation with Angela Ferrari. So Angela, I'm I'm so glad you're here today. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for the opportunity to connect with you, to connect to your audience and really have a platform. It's a really wonderful thing. Well, you're very welcome. And and I know that, you know, everybody is going to want to hear your story. So I'm wondering, you know, I know you do vision board workshops now, but have you always done artistic stuff? Like when you were a kid, how did you get started? Yeah. Um, I wasn't too artistic when I was a kid. Um, I don't know how to draw. I think (laughs) I was always more of a writer. Mm -hmm. So I would like doodle, but I always like had a form of journaling. So that was my artistic outlet. Um, so that was not always my thing. And then I finally, you know, really honed in on that. So you, did you write a lot? I mean, did you write like for school? Did you write stories? Did you write things like that? Yeah. So I always enjoyed English class. Mm -hmm. So I really loved like writing essays. Um, it was probably the only class that I was somewhat, you know, good in, um, (laughs) Uh, but my journaling was more like a diary. So at that time, I called it more of a diary versus a journal, mm-hmm. where now I call it a journal. So since it was a journal, I mean, that's like really personal stuff. Did you just keep yeah. it all to yourself? Did anybody know that you were like writing all the time? No, I, I did. I kept it to myself. So how did that shape what you did? I mean, because it, it could seem really isolating or it could be really freeing. Absolutely. Um, To me, it was freeing. Um, You know, we are bombarded with so many experiences and so many, you know, thoughts that it was just a great outlet. It's a safe space. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's how I always looked at it. That's cool. And you still journal now? I do. I'm more of a heavier journaler now um, with being into law of attraction and like learning all different kinds of exercises to, to use law of attraction. Ah, okay. Mm-hmm. So do you, like, this is just something that I've been thinking about a lot lately because the artist's way has come up for me a couple of times. I don't know if you're mm-hmm. familiar with that book, but yes. you know, yeah. the whole morning pages thing. Correct. And, and I've always, I've always kind of felt like, you know, cause I hear people talk about journaling and it sounds like such a great thing. And the thing that I find really ironic is that i like you used to write all the time, middle school, high school, I went and got an MFA in creative writing. And I find making, you know, journaling really hard. In fact, I was about to say making myself journal. And I thought, I probably shouldn't put it that way. But you know, it's accurate. It feels like something I have to make myself do. So I'm wondering, like, you know, how, how do you approach it? How does it, how does it work for you for those of us who might be in a similar spot as me? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, you know, I aim to journal in the morning, uh, but that's not always the case because, you know, our, we're busy, we're mm-hmm. super busy, you know, um, and you don't want to use it as an excuse, but, you know, my, my mornings are pretty hectic and I'm trying to learn a better way. So um, if I don't get a chance to do it in the morning, um, I work full time in the corporate world mm-hmm. where when I get breaks, I do utilize my time away from home where Ooh. it's my outside you know, that's pretty much my, one of my outlets, like that's where I have most of my free time Mm -hmm. is when I am full at my full-time job, because my breaks and my lunch, I really uh, take time for myself. So 
that's when I journal the most is, uh, between the morning and afternoon. Uh, you know, it, they say, you know, it takes 21 days to form a habit and 90 days to make it a lifestyle. So it's not something that's going to come immediately. Mm-hmm. You have to secure time in your calendar when you first begin to give you that extra reminder. So my recommendation is make some time for yourself, put it into your phone calendar and your paper calendar and just block off 10 minutes. Start with just 10 minutes of your day um, and you'll learn to love it and you'll want to do it more. I think that's interesting, the the 10 minutes, because 10 minutes is nothing, right? Yeah. And and I think part of what gets in my way is that it sounds like, you know, oh, I need to have half an hour. I need an hour. I need all of this time to do all of this writing. And yeah, I think we probably don't. Yeah. Yeah. You do. We do not need a lot of time to do that. 10 minutes maximum. So how has it worked for you in terms of what it's done for you in your life, especially like what did it do for you in, in high school and has that changed since then? Yeah. So when I did it, when I was younger, um, it was more of just like letting out feelings and just letting out like what my day was, um, letting out, uh, you know, just whatever I was going through at that time. Um, it wasn't, it was more of like a diary Mm -hmm. versus a journal. So now with the journal, I use it with law of attraction, uh, exercises. So helping a positive mindset. So for example, um, one that I love teaching about is called scripting and the audience may be a little bit familiar with this, uh, but scripting is acting as if. So what you're doing is in your journal, you're writing your day, your year, your month, whatever you decide, you write it out as if it already happened. So everything is in pa- in uh, past tense. Okay. So you write it out the way that you want it to be, that being very, very specific. For example, you know, the coffee that you drank in the morning, uh, the type of sheets that you have on your bed, uh, you know, how your day played out. You write that out. You could do it the night before. You could do it a month before. But what you're doing is you are declaring that and you are stepping into that version of yourself. So that's one way to begin. Okay. That's really interesting. Do you find yeah. that that it's more likely to turn out the way that you write it when you do that? I do. I do. Um, and I think it's because I'm already putting myself at, when you said, when I say act as if you're like declaring, this is what I need. This is what I want. And this is what I'm working towards. So you already have that mindset. You already put it out there and you're aware it's bringing more awareness to your day. So yes, it it has helped me. That's interesting. It reminds me of a a coaching tool that we use that's mind sculpting, which is not, not really the same thing, but it's, it's similar enough. It's where you, you just kind of take a couple minutes and imagine the thing that you're afraid of or worried about or not sure how to handle. And you do it in so much detail. You, you know, what, what can you smell? What can, you know, as, as many senses as you can get in there and how does it go so that when you're actually presented with that situation, it, it's almost like a dress rehearsal, you know, you're, yeah. you're ready for it. You know, what's, what's going to happen. You're much more comfortable mm-hmm. than you would have been going in completely yeah. blind. So, so yeah, not oh, quite I like the same that. thing, but thing. Yeah, yeah, different terminology. You know, that's, that's a good way to look at it. Yeah. So when you got out of high school, what happened to all of your creative pursuits? Did they, how did they change or grow or? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, um, after high school, I went to uh, college. I, uh, I was very torn between where I, uh, wanted to end up. Mm -hmm. I originally went in as for nursing um, that's then changed to teaching. Okay. Um, yeah. So, and it, and then, so I was not journaling after high school because I was so focused on finding my way, like mm-hmm. where I was going to end up and, you know, busy with school. Um, but I landed myself a wonderful career, um, at our leading utility industry, uh, in the area. And, you know, it's been, it's been wonderful. So it just, it's nice when, when you're going through this journey, you know, 
we have a plan on where we want to be. Um, it doesn't always end up that way. You're, we are we are put exactly where we need to be. So you know, I, I didn't journal after high school. Interesting. So were you doing anything else that was or, along the creative line? Um. So for a little bit, I was coaching. Uh, I did. I was a cheerleader growing up. Okay. So I did coach for a little bit um, after high school. So I would say for like two years. Um, I was coaching a cheerleading local team. So that was like a little bit of a creative outlet for mm-hmm. me. That must've been interesting. It's always, it's always oh, different yeah. when you're suddenly, you know, running the group as opposed to following the yes. the teacher, coach, whoever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it was a really, really great time. Um, and it's like, you know, contributing to the community. So that was, you know, huge. That's cool. So, so how did you get into the whole vision board idea? Yeah. So, um, my story is (laughs) in 2012, um, I had my first son and before I had my first son, I had two miscarriages. So of course I was in a funk. Mm -hmm. Um, I was very hopeless. I was very down. And, you know, I didn't think it was going to happen for me. And I became super obsessive over the process. Um, I was bringing my husband to a fertility doctor. um, And of course, I was getting tested too. Um, I was like tracking everything. And at the end of the day, it was just like, no, like this isn't your time. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I didn't want to hear that. And that's why I became so like obsessive. So my husband saw that, you know, I was always an optimistic person and I just wasn't at that time. And he's like, something has to change. Um, so I ended up, uh, being introduced to law of attraction from my husband. Wow. So he was familiar with the book, the secret by Rhonda Burns. Mm-hmm. And I believe he heard about it from, uh, uh, Joe Rogan, uh, Joe Rogan, you know, he was always like into, into him. Um, and like on his podcast, he has shared it. So he's like, Angela, I'm going to get you the book. He went on Amazon. Uh, he ordered me, it was actually like a used version. It's really, <laughs> really cool. It was a used version. And within the book, Oh, I wish I had it right now. Um, there was like a message on the front, like somebody else had that book. And I thought that was like really, really cool. So anyway, I started reading that. Um, I started practicing the positive mindset tools that it was sharing, such as gratitude and uh, visualization and, uh, you know, changing my mindset. And I quickly got pregnant with my first son. Wow. And I like to use the word quickly because it's like all that time when I was experiencing loss, I just had to like change a few things up. Um And I think by doing that, God understood, the universe understood, and I was blessed. So I had one, I I, I was, I had a successful pregnancy and two years later, I had my second son. So, um, you know, talk about abundance. Mm -hmm. And so after all this time of being a mom, being a wife, um, and I was like newly married at that time, we were, we were married in 2011. Okay. So I had my son in 2012. Uh, So after all this time of being a wife, being a mom, working in the corporate world, I was becoming like a drain rather than a fountain. And that's the best way to put it for me um, is that I always knew I wanted to be more, like I said, I was always like an optimistic person, always like active and, you know, positive. So we met in the Facebook group of don't keep your day job. So that I started listening to Kathy Heller's podcast. Mm -hmm. And when it first came out and every day I was walking, uh, if anyone is listening, that is from Philadelphia or the surrounding area, (laughs) the Schuylkill trail, um, the Schuylkill trail is a beautiful trail in the area where it leads starting in South Philadelphia. And it goes all the way up to Maniunk, uh, So each morning I was walking from Christian Street in Philadelphia to Market Street, just enjoying the the views and listening to this podcast. So, you know, it really had me reflect where is when I was like, hey, I'm going to really start journaling again and really start reflecting. 
because I knew I had more to share with the world. And by her message of like, you know, I had to think back, okay, what did, what have I gone through in life and what has helped me? Mm -hmm. How can I help other people? So that's when I started sharing about the message of law of attraction, um, hosting free, free uh, workshops in my home, which then led me to building a business because I saw that it was a need. It was a need that people um, were, uh, you know, aiming for. Mm-hmm. So that's a little bit about me. Um, <laughs> thank you for letting me share that platform. And I want to go grab the book. And, you know, I always say that if I could reach out, if I knew who had the book, The Secret, before me, I would love to, you know, like hear their story. Mm -hmm. And on the, on the inner, it's okay. So this, if you don't mind me sharing. No, go for it. It says 2007. It says, Warren, read this with an open mind. And I believe good things will happen to my wonderful brother. I love you, Jane. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's, it's beautiful. And, you know, it changed me. So, and I was, and I hope that it changed Warren, you know, that, yeah. that read this. Love to know about Jane too. Jane? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I want a mission. That would be wonderful. I don't know how to go about that, but. Yeah. <laughs> well, if anybody knows a, a Warren with We're, a sister named Jane, <laughs> that's right. That's maybe right. we'll hear from them. That's right. So I know that that when you do vision boards, there there are lots of different theories and philosophies about how to do them. Like Martha Beck says, make your vision board and stick it in your closet and don't look at it again. Other people yeah. say you should definitely put it out where you can see it all the time. You know, lo- there's lots of different ideas about how they work. What's what's your philosophy or what have you seen work or both? Yeah. So I do like to look at it often. Uh, so when we create, when I'm creating either one-on-one with a client or in a a workshop of a, of a group, you know, there's not a specific placement for the pictures on your board. Some people will tell you that too, that they have to be categorized. I don't believe that. I saw that you placing them where you want to place them, where it fits right in your puzzle on, on the canvas to do that. Uh, I've seen that having it out, and I will I can show you mine, having it out somewhere that you see every day gives you that extra reminder to take action. And that's the biggest part to me. You know, things don't just happen for us. We have to, we have to you know, take small action. Mm-hmm. So by having it out, it's giving you uh, that reminder. And I will be happy to share uh, mine. So this is in my um, my kitchen area, kitchen dining room area. And this is a current board. I always recommend um, people to put the date on the back of their board, mm-hmm. the day that they're creating. And, you know, you can put pictures of things that you have in your home that are like symbolic to you, uh, or you go through magazines and you just choose pictures that you're drawn to. Mm -hmm. And I think that's really interesting too, because I can share with you that, uh, last year when I made my board, um, because I usually make one every seven months because okay. it's, I feel that they have come into fruition for me mm-hmm. um, within that seven month period. But I was, I was going through a magazine and I saw a picture of a blue robot and I'm like, Hmm, I don't know why I really love this picture, but I'm going to put it onto my board. So I put the robot on my board and months went by And I was on Chestnut Street again in Philadelphia, and I walked past a store called Lush. Uh, This is a store that's like bath bombs, Mm -hmm. things like that. This was the first time that I was in a store like that, and I just stopped. I'm like, hmm, I have to go back in there. I go back in the store, and the woman, the very nice woman in the store said, hey, how can I help you? I said, well, I'm looking for something for my kids. She walked me over two bath bombs that were the, what was on my board resembled exactly them, them bath bombs. And what that was for me, I always, to me, my belief 
was that, oh, bath bombs, they're for girls, mm-hmm. you know, boys don't like them, you know, it's, it, it. so I ended up buying two of them. And that night, it became a bonding experience with my kids by using these bath bombs. And the bath bombs so, look like the blue robot? Yes. And I want to show you that too. Okay. <laughs> um, I should have been more prepared and had everything out. Oh, it's but okay. Let me, let me bring you up to this, our soon-to-be office. Um, and I actually have a picture, and I will send you the picture. Please with do. The bomb next to it. But this was the... Uh, this was the robot. Okay. And then the bath bomb is super similar. So I will definitely send that over to you. So, you know, that's just like one example of when you're drawn to something, you may not know why, just place it on there because it will be revealed to you in time. That's so interesting because I would yeah. probably tend to go with things that I knew were related to something that right. I wanted. Yeah. And a lot of, a lot of women do. And I totally understand that, but just coming from, you know, my experience, I'm just sharing my experience and what has helped me. That's so interesting. Do you see the same thing with people who've done your workshops? Do you get to hear about the follow-up with all of that? Yes. Um, I'm beginning. It's now beginning. So I started my business two years ago Mm -hmm. and it has really taken off this year. It's taken two years for it to really um, to really, uh, grow. Thank, thank, I'm very thankful for my community and the women that trust me, um, in the process. So I'm um, uh, right now I'm starting to hear things that are coming into fruition. So it's, it's, a, it's growing. That's so cool. Do you, yeah. do you collaborate? Like, do you go in with yeah. like, you know, women's groups, church groups, local community groups, things like mm-hmm. that, or, or is it all on your own? Yeah. So, um, I do collaborate. I love collaborations. Um, I've had a few, so I, my target audience are network marketers, um, uh, and business owners. Okay. That seems to be, um, the ones that are drawn to this type of service, which really makes sense because it's inspiration. So I've been collaborating with business owners, uh, uh, women who run uh, groups uh, for like influencers, mm-hmm. uh, things of that sort. So collaborations are are have been amazing for me. Okay. Yeah. So I, I'm also curious, like you know, when you when you started out, was that who you were expecting to work with, or were you just like bring me anybody? Yeah. I mean, what's bring what me surprised anybody. you? What you know. What, what didn't surprise you? Okay. So I didn't expect to just work with business owners. Mm -hmm. I was looking at it more as, uh, like just moms. Mm -hmm. Uh, that was my target audience then is like, I can help them the most, but going through the process, it was that I was drawn more to, uh, women that were already, uh, trying to build their their business, their career. Mm-hmm. And I guess it did surprise me a little bit because I, was, I wasn't thinking um, that route, but it was a nice surprise. It was a great surprise because I'm like, you know, when you have a team, for example, when you have a team that you want to see flourish and you want to see them be able to you know, reach higher and be able to support their family. You have to have, there has to be something for you to do for them. Mm -hmm. So I believe that my services help them and their team so that they have some inspiration and motivation. Cause that's really what it comes to when you, when you are a leader of a team, you want to be able to provide that light for your people Mm -hmm. and let them dream bigger. And that's really what it comes down to. Like the limited mindset, and what this does is it helps you step into um, limitless opportunity, limit, limitless uh, potential. So once your people understand that, they want to do better. Mm-hmm. They want to reach higher and continue on the journey. 
Yeah, it, it's interesting to me because it seems, you know, that's not even the the audience that I would have thought would be remotely interested. So I'm I'm wondering, you know, how did you have to adjust or adapt what you were doing to to make it work mm-hmm. for them? Or were they just people yeah. who kind of self-selected out of the whole business mindset and said, yeah. this is something I'm interested in? I mean, does it do they ever cross over into personal things, too? Or is it just all about the business stuff? No, it crosses over for sure. So it's not all about the business stuff. Um, it, it comes down to family. It comes down to contribution. It comes down to vacations. It comes down to <laughs> every aspect of your life. Um, but what I really tried to reframe recently is, you know, we can keep asking for things in our life. We can ask God, the universe, spirit, whatever your higher power is for things, right? But we have to be able to say, hey, what can I provide? Mm-hmm. What can I, what can I provide? So I have adjusted, um, a lot of the reflection that happens before we start creating the vision board. A big part of my service is doing the reflection, the journal work in the beginning. Ah. So yes. So in the beginning, before we even start creating, um, we take time to focus on like smart goal setting, um, reflection on gratitude because we need to be grateful where we are now for what we have in our life before we ask for more. Um, so yes. So what I, what I have adjusted is the reflection piece. Once I truly understood what these women truly need. Um, one, one other thing is writing down your needs at that time. So writing down what your desires are, Mm -hmm. because that actually helps you as you're creating just so that you have a little bit more of a clear, uh, interesting, a clear framework. Mm -hmm. Yeah. See, that's a piece I've never heard about before. It was mostly just go find images that yeah. strike you or that that reflect what you're looking for. But that it makes sense to me that if you if you wrote down the list, then you'd have a better sense of what you're looking for. Yeah. Though at the same time, mm-hmm. if you get too hung up on the list, you're not going to put the blue robot on your board. Yes, you're absolutely right, Nancy. That's true, um, and that's why I don't give like a lot of time to focus on this. It's I'm playing music while. Mm-hmm. You're, you know, writing, setting the, the, the right tone, um, but I'm only giving like a few minutes. So, and I'm moving on to the next because you're going to write down what comes to you first. So you just go with that. Yeah. You don't want, you don't want too much thought into it. You just want to go what first comes to your mind. So it's sort of like a quick list. Like I'm going to give you one minute to write down 10 things. So That's you right. don't have any That's time right. to really think about it. That's, yeah, That's that right. makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. It's going to get your intuitive stuff, not your thinking stuff. Correct. Right. Because then we get in our own head and we start oh, yeah. contemplating and being indecisive. Yeah. I'm becoming much more aware lately of how thinking about things too much is how you end up being indecisive. Yeah. You know, your your first thought is probably the one you're going to end up with anyway, or should end up with anyway. Very true. Very true. Yeah. And the more you think of it, and I say this because I tend to do that. <laughs> You know, like, yeah, it's so easy to do. No wonder it's so hard to make this decision. I'm thinking about it too hard. I know. I know. Yeah. Yeah. So do you ever do this kind of stuff with your kids? Yes. How does that go? I love doing it with my kids. So I found that the schools do something similar, but they call it a, a me collage. Okay. Uh, my oldest is in first grade and my youngest is in kindergarten. So in the beginning of the year, they're asked to make a collage, make a collage of things that resemble like what things that uh, portray who they are, mm-hmm. you know, things that they like. And I found that that's very similar to when we did create a vision board together. So I collect a lot of highlight books mm-hmm. if anyone's reading do you remember do you remember the highlight books I, I do. love them I love them and the kids like them so I do collect them I let them browse through them 
And I create on canvas boards, 16 by 20 canvas boards. So wow. they love the canvas boards. Um, but also for kids, you could do poster boards. So we've done just like colored poster boards. Um, and I want to instill this into my children, children, just about imagination and about creativity because it's so huge because we don't want them to have a limitless, you know, we mm-hmm. want them to not be uh, limited in their mindset too. So I love doing it with my children. So what, what has come out of it for them? Um, I think it's right now at their age, um, it's just been more of like a creative outlet and an exercise. Uh, I mean, I have seen where they gravitated towards like pictures and magazines that I didn't think they would. Mm. Uh, for example, uh, my son Lewis, like he was picking out pictures of like chairs, like, like nice chairs for like home <laughs> decor. I'm like, Oh, okay. You know? So he was like putting things like that on. I'm like, is this, or could this be, um, like a career, maybe he's going to be into decor. Maybe that will yeah. come out later where that's his path, you know? So you start, it's, it's a nice way to see like what's going on in their minds. Mm-hmm. Did you ask him why he picked the chairs? Yeah. And he just said, Oh, I like it. You know, fair enough. Very innocent. And uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I was just sitting as you were saying that thinking, Hmm, maybe future interior designer. Maybe. <laughs> you know? Maybe. Yeah. So yeah. I will support him all the way. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's fascinating the things that come out of kids. Mm-hmm. You know? Oh, it is. It's so interesting. You laugh at so much, so much too. And yet, some some of the things that they say, you just kind of sit there and go, "Yeah, how did you know that?" Oh, all you the know, time, Auntie. From I swear, my kids have a lot more knowledge than I did at that age. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Do you have any? Cho- do you have any children? I have two nephews. They're seven oh, awesome. and four. Oh, and beautiful! And so ages. you know, every every once in a while, the older one in particular will will just sit there and make some random comment that you just go, "Really? Where is this coming from? This is like, you know, a thing that that you know nothing about mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. undoubtedly sounds to you like the regular kind of nonsense that comes out when you're." you know, just playing with Lego or whatever. But that just hit me on a completely different level. What are you tuned into that that we don't know about child? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It's, I mean, it it comes out as casually as the day that he handed me a tray of Tinker Toys and, and, said, here's some gargle nut stew. And I said, I don't really know if I want to know what a gargle nut is, but I kind of love that word. It's great. (laughs) You know, it it comes out just like that. And yet you go, what was that? That I don't think was exactly just what it said on the tin. I think there was more going on. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Imagination. Imagination. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and it makes me wonder, you know, like, we we probably all had that ability when we were that age and we lost it. Yes. So, you know, how do how do we get back to it? So what you're doing actually is is kind of the answer to that question, or at least one yeah. particular answer. Yeah. Yes, it is. It's you know, imagination is so important. And, you know, I'm a huge Disney uh park lover. Mm-hmm. And that's I think that's the main reason why I love going there and like putting yourself into a a setting that allows you to uh, to dream and allows you to think bigger and want you to mm-hmm. and that's and want you to so being around people places and things that support that higher vision for yourself is important and that's why I love creating the space for women to do that um, because making time for ourselves is so hard. And when you make time for yourself, you know, for example, mine are three hours, give yourself three hours and just for you. And then you're going to be energized. You're going to be super excited. You're going to flow all that positivity back into your, your friends and your family. Yeah. And you're also just like reconnected with the idea of creating something. I mean, I, I think a lot of people wouldn't think of a vision board necessarily as a creative activity because you're not drawing the images yeah. yourself. Though I suppose yeah. you could draw the images yourself. You could. Um, you could. 
you know, you're, you're just cutting things out and gluing them on a board. Right. And a lot of us don't think of that as a creative thing, but you're still interacting Mm -hmm. with that visual intuition and you're Mm -hmm. arranging things the way you want them. You're, you know, you're making it your thing. Somebody else could take the exact same set of images and it would look totally different because they'd put it all in different places. They'd overlap things differently, you know? So, so yeah, I think there's, it's it's one of those areas where we don't think something is creative when it actually really is, which, you know, is the same reason I'm going to interview my cousin, the accountant. You know, tell me tell me what's creative about this outside of the creative accounting oh. cliche. Oh, you know? yeah, that's a great one. Because yeah. so many th- I mean, I, I really think there's hardly anything we do that's not creative in one way or another. Okay, yeah, maybe cleaning the bathroom probably is not that creative, <laughs> right? You yeah. get the stuff, you scrub, you're done. Right. But but still, you know, most of what we do, I mean, I think we, we are inherently creative beings. That's what we're here to do. Mm-hmm. And so it, we overlook an awful lot of that. And then people say, oh, I'm not creative. So I kind of look at them and go, funny, you seem to be breathing to me. That's right. You That's know, right. So, so did it take you a while along that line to, to realize that this was a creative thing for you? Or did that seem pretty apparent from the beginning? Honestly, it was from the beginning. It was a it was a uh, creative process for me, and I love seeing how, like you said, like one person could create it one way, another person create can create it another way, and that has been one of the best, uh, one of the funnest things about what I do too is seeing how people are placing their images. So some people gravitate more to words. Mm-hmm. Other people gravitate more to pictures and you'll see one person, everything's words and that's okay. But I do always remind everyone that our subconscious mind loves subliminal messages, which come from pictures. Mm -hmm. So try to put pictures on your board or in your journal, wherever your visual tools are. Um, and the placement of the board. So you can have someone doing it vertical, someone using it horizontally and the placement is just so different, but I love how that's the creative process. That's how your, uh, that's your outlet, you know, mm-hmm. but yeah, it was always, so it was always a creative process for me. So do you use images in your own journaling since you just mentioned that? So yeah, I, what I was, I think I said it incorrectly. So with journaling, um, I, when I work with my journaling clients, I ask them to put pictures inside of their journal before we start our quests okay. so that they have, um, some visualization there. So I'm sorry, that's what I meant. So if this is a client <laughs> okay. that's first journaled, but then they're creating their visual board, vision board, take them pictures out and place them on here. Okay. Yes. So it's like another layer for them. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think, I think we also, I mean, I certainly now just, just thinking about it off the top of my head, I don't think that I've spoken to anybody for this podcast who's talked about the intuitive side of images and how okay. we interact with them. But yeah. I'm also a soul collage facilitator and I don't know oh. if you're familiar with that at all. No, but it's, basically, it's sort of like a mini vision board, except that it's not that, you don't put that much thought into it though. You, you can make an intentional one, you know, like if I want to make a card that is for my dad, I'm obviously probably going to put pictures of my dad on it. I'm going to put pictures on it of things that he liked and whatever, but a lot of them and the ones that I find really interesting are the ones that we create intuitively where we just take an assemblage of images that seem to go together. We don't necessarily know why and, and put them together on this card that it's sort of like, the size of a large index card, you know, not the, not the average little ones, but the bigger okay. ones that are like four by six, something like that. And, and for soul collage, we try not, not to put words on them usually because you want that intuitive thing. You don't want the words dictating what you're going to get from it, but then you, you kind of, and this is going to probably sound weird to people who've never done something like this, but you sort of go into the image intuitively. There are questions that you ask and you just write down what it 
what it gives you, you know, what you hear back, whatever, oh. you know, whatever occurs to you. It's sort of like, it's kind of interesting because it's sort of like doing a, a journal with questions and you just don't know where the answers are coming from because you're not going to think about yeah. it. You're just oh, going to, yeah, it, it's, it's like beautiful. the combination of all of those images and, and what that produces and what you get one day may be completely different from what you get a different day. And, and so, so yeah. And that's, that's where I really learned that, you know, yeah, images work that way. You don't have to know why you're picking them. You don't have to know what, what they mean because Mm -hmm. they may mean something different to you 20 minutes from now than they did when you put them down. Mm -hmm. But, but yeah, there's, there's a lot of power in the images Oh, that's so, a beautiful exercise. I even really, as a, really like that. Yeah, even as a writer, it's it's interesting to go, right, I'm not putting words on here. No words go on this card, you know. Mm-hmm. Though like the card that I have for one of my grandmothers, I have I, I scanned a piece of a letter that she wrote me when I was a kid, and so that's oh. on there. So that's that's different. That's not gonna influence what you get. Right. But but yeah, it's a, it's sort of a similar but different process because you're not looking at it as this is a thing I want. It's just Hmm. Mm-hmm. These two things that I would not normally put together seem yeah. to go together. I don't know why, but I'm going, it's, it's going here and we'll see what comes of it. Oh, that's great. So this is the recipient. So the receipt recipient of this card is, uh, is really portraying it. Is that right? Like you are the recipient. You're not giving it to anyone. It It's oh. sort of. I hesitate to put it this way because it's not strictly true, but it's the best analogy that I can think of. It's sort of like creating your own tarot deck, except that you're not limited to a certain number of cards and you don't have to organize them any way except the way you want. There are, you know, four groupings that they suggest, but you can create your own. And, And it's just they're all basically representing pieces of you, whether you know that or not when you put them together okay. you know it could be you know this is the part of me that is you know into nature but it still mm-hmm. might have a skyscraper on it yeah it, you know I mean you don't really know what it is until you start to work with it Perfect. but oh, it's an it. intuitive Beautiful. tool for you mm-hmm. so so yeah it's a very very different application than a regular vision board but it's it's interesting to see how the images come together with stuff like that absolutely and what you learn from them oh I think that's beautiful I would love to see do you do you post pictures on your on social media I haven't actually done it in a while though lately I've been starting to think maybe I should call it out again here we go you know so at the very least I can I can send you a couple maybe I'll put a couple I'll be happy to take them Maybe I'll put a couple in the show notes too, just okay. so people can see what they look like. Yes. But yeah, great. but yeah, it's an it's an interesting process. So along the same line of thinking, maybe I should get this back out and start playing with it again. I'm realizing that it, you know it's been a couple years since I've made a vision board. So if I or anybody else wanted to make one, what guidance would you give us about how to do it? Can you sure, walk us so, through it? Absolutely. So because reflection is such a great great part of this process, I recommend to give yourself uh, 20 minutes to journal out. So um, because we want to take actionable steps and take away actionable items, I go through smart goal setting. Um, So smart goal setting, uh, S is for specific, like what do you desire? Mm -hmm. M is for measurable. How will you measure your progress? A is for attainable. How will I uh, get there? Mm-hmm. R is for relevancy. Why is this important? Okay. And T is for time bound. So give yourself a deadline, but celebrate when you get there. Okay. So we go through that. So uh, once you understand like what your desires are, just choose one and then do the SMART goal setting. Okay. Also, write a gratitude list. What are you grateful for today? Whatever comes to mind, just write it out. Um, and then you grab a board. I prefer Canvas. I use 16 by 20 Canvas board. You can do this in a group or you can do this by yourself, whatever you are comfortable with. Um, also, that you may have things around your home that are symbolic to you that you want to put onto your board. Things as, you know, maybe notes from somebody or pictures. Um, 
so you want to grab them. You also want to grab a few magazines that are inspiring. For example, I love Oprah's magazine. Me too. Yes. <laughs> I love uh, Real Simple magazine. Um, and I like the business magazines. So wherever you are in your journey, you are going to pick whatever's inspiring to you. You can also go online and, you know, print out specific pictures. Um, but another big key, like I said earlier, is really just go through the pages. If anything just stops you in your tracks, cut it out and put it on there. Um, and then after you're done cutting and you feel that you have enough, place them uh, on your board before you glue just to, you know, get an idea where you would like them to place, where to place them. And then you glue them on. So they don't have to be any specific way, wherever they fit for you, whatever you desire. And, uh, yeah. So I, if there's like any blank spaces that you don't like that white space, um, you can add stickers. I, that's one thing that I love doing. You can, you, you can even paint. Uh, I like, I always have paint handy if people want to paint. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then like you were saying, like maybe you want to draw if you are artistic and you want to draw on them, please you do whatever you're. Uh, whatever you feel comfortable doing. So then I always recommend people to take a picture of their vision board. Um, and then you can like place it on the background of your phone where you see it often. Mm, okay. Yeah. Um, uh, and then I always like to say like, share it with, share it with somebody, you know, not everyone likes to share their visions and dreams. I understand mm-hmm. that, but just put it out into the world. So put it into your Instagram stories. You know, they disappear within 24 hours. Post it on social media. Share it with your husband. Share it with your kids, you know, and um, just put like a lot of good energy towards it. I like to hang mine up somewhere that I see often. Um, So a lot of people like to put it into their office space. Uh, people like to put it in their bedroom, uh, wherever you like, you know, that you'll see it often, um, and just hang it there and it's going to give you that extra kick in the butt. Like, Hey, (laughs) take some action today. What's one small thing. Maybe it is reaching out to a friend. Maybe you need to call your brother. Maybe you need to, you know, um, follow up with a client, whatever that is for you. Um, it's going to just give you that special reminder, which will get you closer to your goal. So it's a, it's a great process. It's a simple process. And I think that is a key. It's so simple. Um, these are simple tools that we're using glue, scissors, paint, kindergarten. Yeah. It's so simple, but it's the experience the experience. Mm-hmm. And, you know, people say, oh, this is like a therapy session. I am all for therapy. You know, you go to medical, you know, uh, therapy, but this is like a, an empowerment of, of mm-hmm. women coming together and supporting each other and, you know, really uh, taking energy from each other. The conversations that happen when you're in a group like this are amazing. Like, you know, you may get different like ideas for, you know, snacks for your kids lunch, you know, uh, date <laughs> nights, uh, you know, action items like for your business, things that are going to help you grow. And that's what it's all about, just growth. Though if you don't want to do it for business, you can do it for anything, right? Uh, for anything, anything. And I, you know, I keep saying business uh, because like, like that's something that I uh, really have honed in on because that's what my clients have right. came to me for. Um, but this could just be like a girl's brunch. And mm-hmm. that's what I've been doing, hosting them where it's just a brunch um, <laughs> where, you know, it's like little pickies, snacks, drinks, but then you're going to be creating in a, in a small group and it's, you know, always a safe place and you just want to make sure your setting is right. So I, I have yeah. one, one specific question about what you just said, and this may sound funny to people, but I can't stop wondering. So if you do these on canvas, do you need to use a particular glue to get your images to stick? to So the canvas, I use or does anything Elmer's work? glue. I use Elmer's clear glue. Okay. Um, I've tried other things like the mod pot, mod pod, I think it's called. Um, it doesn't have to be mm-hmm. that. So Elmer's clear glue is great. No, you do not. So we don't need anything fancy. 
All right. And, and you know, I'm also remembering, I know that I have, have seen, sometimes they're, they're specifically labeled as being for vision board and sometimes they're yes. just collage apps for the phone or the iPad or whatever. I, I have to think that you get more out of it if you're actually interacting with the images than if you're yeah. just throwing them into an app, though, I suppose yeah. in a pinch, Absolutely. an app is better than nothing. An app is better than nothing. Um, but yes, you're right. I do like the whole creative process because it's your, it's yours. You know, this is yours. And, you mm-hmm. know, just going through the motions is super important. It's like ingrating something special into your mind and into your heart. I think you know, just from my soul collage experience, when you interact with the actual images, and I have done some of them in Photoshop, and, and there mm-hmm. are people who do all of theirs in Photoshop, but but there is something about holding that image in your hand and taking the time to cut it out and figure out where you want it. And and there's also, at least in my case, I found that it, it sort of forced me to deal with some mm-hmm. perfectionism because if you have the glue on that image <laughs> and you want to put it down in this place and oops you put it over here by accident yeah. you're going to ruin the whole thing <laughs> if you try to yank it back off and so I would just have to say to myself yeah guess yes. what apparently it was supposed to be there and you're just going to have to deal with it because you know if you try to pull that up off of there you're going to wreck everything so it, you know when you can't replicate the yeah. image it's the only one that came out of that magazine yeah it, you, great you don't point. want to do great that point. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, this has been really, really interesting. And I, I hope that, you know, people will be inspired to go out and, and try it if they haven't ever tried it before. I think I'm going to go Yay. buy myself a oh, board and see what I can put on it. So, so yeah. So thanks a lot for sharing all of this with us. It's really cool. You're welcome, Nancy. Thank you for having me on. I really appreciate it. That's it for this week. If you feel inspired to create your own vision board, I hope you'll give it a try and let us know how it goes. Many thanks to Angela Ferreri for walking us through the process. If you know someone who'd enjoy this interview, please pass it on. Thanks. You can find show notes, the six creative beliefs that are screwing you up, and more at fycuriosity.com. I'd also love for you to join the conversation on Instagram. You'll find me at fycuriosity. Follow Your Curiosity is produced by me, Nancy Norbeck, with music by Joseph McDade. If you like Follow Your Curiosity, please subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to tell your friends. It really helps me reach new listeners. See you next time.